Davis has Golden Boyd and Gradley Martin at his disposal. Davis has the basketball, looks to inbound, throws right corner, Boyd, shot fake with four, with three, Boyd to the rim, lay up, he laid it in with two and a half seconds left, inbound, Lomax with one, they don't get a shot off, they don't get a shot off, the cannon couldn't get the shot off, Nick Boyd the hero, Florida Atlantic, we'll see on Sunday here in Columbus, Florida Atlantic 66, Memphis 65, an absolute thriller. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That audio courtesy of the All Radio Network. Thank you to them. That was Friday night as FAU won their first ever NCAA tournament game in most exciting fashion. And our Ken LaVica of this show, Ken LaVica Live, on the call, uh, you can hear the passion. That's real love from Ken LaVica. They're on the site. There's nothing like college basketball. There's nothing like the madness of March. And there's nothing like having your team advance and stay on the road and not come home and figure out how they're going to rewash their clothes and manage their resources. It's unlike anything else. It is the madness of March, and we love it like no other time of the year. I'm not going to lie, though. I know this firsthand. Equipment managers, they live for this as well. I mean, they want to go through the hectic, all the, the mania that's going on Nobody right now. Nobody wants to go home. Right. No. And a man who knows a lot about not going home, because for consecutive years, as a member of that Florida Gator staff, they didn't go home until the nets were cut down once and for all. He also, of course, at UT Chattanooga and UMass, Matt McCall joins us live on Ken LaVica Live. Josh Cohen in for Ken LaVica and alongside Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Matt, first of all, thank you for taking time. It's that time of the year that you start feeling those things like, man, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And Ken must be sleeping right now. He, he said he's had a busy weekend. He must be taking a break just to catch his breath. I actually listened to him a little bit on the radio yesterday, driving back from Fort Lauderdale back up here to uh, Jupiter, Florida, and, and what a great call! And you can tell Ken's passion there on the on the air for FAU, and he's been there for a while, and uh, he's seen some good times, he's seen some bad times, and for a guy like Ken, you're rooting for him too to enjoy this experience because there's nothing like it. And like you guys said, the managers they're enjoying it too. We'll find out where we're going to wash the clothes. Don't worry about that. <laughs> as a former as a former manager, we'll figure that out. Uh, to be able to stay out on the road and keep advancing in this tournament is just such a great experience for everyone that's associated with your program. Matt McCall joining us on Ken LaVica Live. Josh Cohen in for Ken alongside Stone Labanowitz. Um, you got to settle this because we talk about now washing the uniforms. Last night, <laughs> Charles Barkley on TNT coverage explaining <laughs> that back in the day, he used to wear his uniform into the shower so he could wash it in the shower. Clark Kellogg's losing his mind. Meanwhile, uh, Kenny Smith is completely beside himself. And Barkley swears that this is a normal thing, a regular thing. Have you ever in your life heard of a player wearing their uniform in the shower so they could clean it themselves while the team stayed on the road, Matt McCall? Maybe that's how they do things in Auburn, Alabama. I don't know, <laughs> but I've never once in my life ever Heard of that, seen that, <laughs> manager, director of basketball operations, assistant coach or a head coach, ever had a player jump in the shower with his uniform. I don't know what kind of culture they had there at Auburn when <laughs> Parkley was there, but that's one of those things that everyone's eyebrows are raised and say, what? I don't think so. you got people on staff that are going to be able to take care of that. So, no, I've never seen that, and that was one of the more 
uh, absurd things I've ever heard. It was entertaining, to say the least. Well, you settled that for us, and I'm not surprised. I imagine that was the case. But, Matt, from a coach to a manager to director of operations to a broadcaster, you know the game. You understand perception. You understand the madness that is March. People are calling this a Cinderella story, a Cinderella team. And I'm saying, as a 31-win team heading into the tournament, as a nine playing an eight, as a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and then on Sunday being a 15-point favorite, this is not a Cinderella story. This is an unknown team that's a very good team that belongs where they are, and no one should be shocked that they found their way to play a second weekend in Madison Square Garden. Am I crazy? This is not a Cinderella story. You're not crazy at all. I actually had them beating Purdue in the second round. Wow. Uh, I said it on the field of 68. I said they're a team that can beat Purdue. I never would have thought FDU would have beaten Purdue, but they're a team that can beat Purdue because Vlad Golden and Rosado yep. have the size to match up with Zach Eady. The unselfishness, how FAU's played all season. They've been in top 50 in defense and offense all season long. I thought that FAU would be able to beat Purdue. I really did. And I said it on the field of 68 on Selection Sunday. They asked me, Coach McCall, what is your most shocking thing about the bracket being revealed? And I said, the fact that Florida Atlantic is a nine seed shocks me. Wow. You have 31 wins. They beat Florida, who I know was not an NCAA tournament team, but they were an NIT team that was a quad one win for Florida Atlantic when they beat them. Cannot tell me that there are, you know, whatever it may be, 30 teams that are, are better than them in this country. And I, I thought Coach May said it last night in his, in his press conference when he talked about one of his mentors and Coach Davis from Detroit that came in their locker room after they played them early in the season. Guys, you have the capability of being a top-five team in the country. And I totally agree with that. I totally agree. And we're going to see a conflicting of styles on Thursday night in terms of them lining up and playing Tennessee. But I'll say this. Texas, I feel like, is a team that has prepared FAU to play this game against Tennessee. Matt McCall, broadcaster, coach, college basketball insight here on Ken Levick Alive. Real quick, you mentioned FAU being a nine seed. I mentioned last hour how that turned out to be advantageous for them. But we understand perception and brands. How much, in your opinion, was FAU being a nine seed because of the perception of, well, that brand and they can't be legitimate? Because these decisions aren't being made by the general public, by the casual fan, by the person that fills out one bracket a year. This is being made by the people that are supposed to know. How much is the perception of the program factoring into them being a nine? I mean, I, I would say it has something to do with it, no question about it. You're looking at a team that hadn't been to the NCAA tournament uh, only one time under Sidney Green. What was that, back in 2002? Yeah. I mean, we had a really good team in, in 2011 with Ray Taylor and Greg Gant and Brett Royster, Alex Tucker, Shavar Richardson, God rest his soul. We, we had a really good team that year. Uh, won the regular season in the Sun Belt, but you know, lost in the, the quarterfinals of the, of the tournament. So you're looking at a team that just had one bid um, throughout the history of the program, I think it plays into factor. And I don't think Conference USA got nearly enough respect as it should have this year. And you look at the top of it, too, with just those two teams, three teams, really. North Texas is a really good team. There's teams that they were clearly better than that got into the field in the NCAA tournament. UAB is a really good team, had one of the best players, one of the best guards, not only in the conference, but in the country. Kelly. 
Uh, but I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think the league got enough credit for just how good the league was this year. Uh, and I think that played a, a factor as well. Mm. Plus two, everyone wants to see storylines, especially in the first round. So what did the NCAA committee did? They picked FAU to play against Memphis, who are going to be in the same league next season. Oh, that's mm. a storyline. That's something for you know Clark Kellogg and the guys on CBS to talk about, yeah. right? Like that's Great. something that that they can talk about on the broadcast. So that plays uh, that plays a fact. Iona UConn. That's a storyline. Danny Hurley versus Rick Pitino. Mm. That's a storyline. That's something people are going to talk about on the broadcast. So I think that plays into consideration as well. It's a great point. Matt, I don't want to, I don't know your relationship with Andy Katz. I don't want to pin you two up against each other here. But <laughs> a couple hours ago, Andy Katz put out his Sweet 16 power rankings. Have you seen this yet? I have not. Okay. I have not seen Okay. No. Agree or disagree with his power rankings having FAU dead last number 16? Totally disagree. Could not disagree more. Uh, and, and no disrespect to Princeton. But I think if FAU <laughs> lines up and plays the Tigers, FAU is winning the game. I said this going into yesterday's game, and I thought Fairleigh Dickinson had the right game plan, and I give Coach May credit in terms of sticking with what they do. Everyone, and even on the broadcast, wanted them to deviate from you know playing man-to-man, switching. No, this is what we do. This is who we are. This is what's got us to this point. We're not playing zone. We're going to keep Vlad Golden and Rosado in the game at the five, even though they're playing five guards. I think that gives his team confidence. But you cannot tell me that those two teams are going to play 98% of the country is not picking FAU over Princeton. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it. I think I look at the matchup versus Tennessee, and I like the matchup for FAU because I think North Texas playing them twice really prepared them for this game. There's no Zakai Ziegler. He was hurt. Tennessee struggled coming down the stretch playing without them. They've won two games going into this next one. They beat Duke. Obviously, great win. But I like the matchup for FAU. I, I think they can beat Tennessee. I really believe that. You've got a high-powered offense versus a really, really good defense. But the ball movement that FAU has, and John L. Davis, we can't say enough about him and what he's been able to do. And a guy that, you know, early on in the season was coming off the bench. Like, like, think about the sacrifice that this team has made. I like FAU in this game. I really do. I do as well. I'm glad to hear you say that. In Las Vegas, showing this dog, this alleged Cinderella, just a five to a five-and-a-half point cushion tells you that they're taking the L seriously as well. Matt McCall joining us here on Ken LaVica Live. Uh, you, Coach, uh, you know something that we don't, and that is what happens when you are heading to the Sweet 16, when it's guys, pack up the stuff, we're not going home, we're going to that uh, host city instead. What Give the audience an idea of what that's like, because now you're in that weird in-between of, we made the tournament, we won these games, we're, stay, we're not going home, we're, we're on to the next destination, how does the how do the days play out? How does the structure work? What is that like for the players and for the staff? Is now you've got this turnaround um, until you try and do it all over again on Thursday. Well, had FAU played on Friday, I got to imagine the NCAA would have would have sent them home uh, today. They would have traveled back to Boca or maybe even last night um, travel back to Palm Beach or Fort Lauderdale, whatever airport they're flying into. I think those NCAA tournament planes are probably too big to land in that private airport right there on campus uh, for FAU. But 
the fact that they played yesterday and now play Thursday, uh, that's something that happened twice while I was at Florida where we didn't return to campus. But it, it, it's kind of cool if you're able to return to campus because there's going to be a buzz and there's going to be fans at the airport that are greeting you and they are celebrating you and it just creates even more excitement. Uh, those guys not getting to experience that, you, you want them to be able to see that. But what they'll do is, is they'll travel today. Uh, today will be an off day. i got to imagine they're not practicing today. They're going to take today off to rest, uh, recuperate. They'll watch some film. There'll be some film sessions once they get, once they get to New York. And then tomorrow is a practice day. Hey, we, we've got to start getting prepared you know, for this Tennessee team and for this Tennessee defense. Uh, and then all of a sudden now we're looking at Wednesday. It's that open practice. It's that closed practice. It's media availability. And then you play on th- Thursday. is going to be here before they know it. Be here before they know it. Uh, so there won't be what you think is enough time. Uh, the times that we did it at Florida, uh, Brad Beal's freshman year is, is a time that comes to mind. Uh, we played in Omaha. Uh, we ended up beating Norfolk State in the second round and flew straight to uh, Phoenix. Uh, where we'd play Marquette that was coached by Buzz Williams and then turn around the next game and, and play Louisville coached by Rick Pitino had a big lead at half, ended up losing that game to go to the final four. Uh, and then the following year we did the exact same thing. Uh, we had played and, and then traveled to Dallas. We had played in Austin, Texas, the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. They send your families home, but you're going on to the next stop. And then your families end up meeting you there uh, the day before the game. So, uh, it's interesting. Probably, probably take the team out to dinner tonight. A little loose today. Uh, relax. Watch some film. Clean up the game from yesterday. And then tomorrow's a practice day and it's time to get down to business. College basketball coach and analyst Matt McCall joining us on Ken Levick Alive. I'm Josh Cohen in for Ken. He's on his way to New York. Stolen Banowitz alongside. But coach, you mentioned Omaha and you mentioned Austin and all these towns are great and Sweet 16's great. But this is FAU going to play, take shoot-around in what is known as the world's most famous arena. This is Madison Square Garden. This is New York City. Big East teams, they play the tournament there, they know. ACC team, they know. How much is the? I mean, this is a real factor for a team now because you do get a little starstruck. You look in the rafters. You do look around and think, oh, my God, this is where Muhammad Ali fought. Oh, my God, this is where this happened. Uh, how much of the garden effect is something that FAU would better get used to quick and get it out of their system before Thursday rolls around? Well, uh, you know, I don't even know if they can get in there and practice tomorrow, but I, I think that's one of the things, you know, with the open practice that, hey, listen, we're going in here, like we're going to enjoy this experience. We're, we're going to enjoy being in the garden, but, man, we're here to win. Yeah. And we can't get caught up in – Hey, this is the world's most famous arena. Like we're, we're not getting caught up in that. Mm-hmm. We're here to win. Hopefully, a guy like Jalen Gaffney, who played at UConn, I'm sure he's been in the Garden before, can say, "Guys, it's great." But hey, we're we're going to take that that elevator that they bring the they bring the the elephants and the yep. and the, the, the you know the tigers and everything when they have this, the the zoo in the Garden. It's the same thing. We're taking circus. the exact same elevator. It's the same the circus when they have the circus in there. It's the same elevator that LeBron takes. Yeah, but it's the same elevator we're going to take, and the courts. It's the old thing in Hoosiers. The rim's the same. The courts the same distance. Let's not get caught up in the glitz and glamour of playing in here. We'll enjoy it on the open practice. There'll be fans in there, and we can get Elijah Martin doing his three sixty dunks, and everybody's going to ooh and ah. But on the day of the game, we're here. 
It's all about business. you got to block that out, and we've got to go out there and perform. Entering that building covering the UFC, I've been in awe. I mean, not even the first time. I mean, the third or the fourth time. It's still, the building does have an aura. Stolen Banowitz question again from Matt McCall. Yeah, so we're talking about the importance of playing in the Mecca. Matt, is this a game? Is this a spot? Is this a lead-up? where you really lean on a guy like John L. Davis. I mean, Nelly's been so important to this team. We know what he did last time on the court, right? 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals. First time ever that's been done in March Madness. Is this a spot where, hey, you look to Nelly and say, we need you here? Well, I think you need everybody, right? I mean, I thought, too, yesterday, they were reeling a little bit in the first half, FAU, and Brandon Weatherspoon made two big threes. You kind of scratch your head on a couple that he took after that, but... Uh, they're going to need everybody. They're going to need everybody to step up. I, I, I think this is a game, too. Elijah Martin has been so good. He has struggled at times, but he has been so good throughout the course of this season. I think he's another X factor because when FAU decides to go small and he's in there and he's in there at the four spot, how is Tennessee going to handle him? Because he can play off the bounce. He can make threes. And, and, again, yesterday you look at that game in terms of FAU attacking FDU's press. They were kind of back on their heels at times, just not really attacking it to score. And Martin's a guy, because of his playmaking ability, that's so important out there for him. Greenlee as well. I, I think this is going to have to be a, a total team effort. You know, Nick Boyd, John L. Davis, Greenlee, everybody, Martin, Michael Forrest, they're going to need everybody. But, like, you see in game one, Nick Boyd, is kind of the hero. He makes the shot. Uh, and then in game two, what John L. Davis did, that's what makes this team so good. You don't know whose night it's going to be. Those kids, they celebrate each other's success. And that's what makes them so difficult to guard. When the ball is moving and they play unselfish and they celebrate each other, it could be anyone's night. But I think, you know, versus Tennessee defense, They've held both teams in the 50s in their first two-round games. They're going to need everybody, and they're going to attack them. Don't, don't let Tennessee, because they're big, they're physical, they're one of the best you know, defensive teams in the country, go right at them. Like We're here. We're here to win. We're going to play our style. This is what's got us to that point. Attack them and take it to them. Last question, Matt McCall. You mentioned Elijah Martin. As time was expiring, after – Fairly Dickinson decided, we're not going to foul. We're not going to drag this out. He attempts that 360 dunk. It bounces out. The arena boos him soundly. You as coach, what's the first thing you say to him, and what do you say to the opposing coach in that spot? Well, first of all, I don't even know if he was really trying to make it. Thing that I was watching. Huh. Um, FAU was getting booed the whole game. Yeah, um, you, could, you could tell that the entire arena outside of the section of FAU fans mm-hmm. – was rooting against those guys. You could see some of the fans even sitting corkside was, was, was barking at them. Elijah Martin is a fantastic competitor. Dusty May is one of the highest character coaches in the NCAA. I'm sure Dusty apologized to their coach. I wouldn't make it a bigger deal than it really needs to be. You're talking about a program that's never been in this point yeah. and a player that's never been in this point. And I think you pull him aside. Hopefully those guys got to the locker room and they celebrated. And, it, it, you know, Coach May didn't make it a big deal once they got to the locker room. Cause, and I even got a little, as, as someone that's in the media and, and, and a part of the media now, even when Coach May was being interviewed after the game, listen, 
FAU is going to the Sweet 16. Don't ask him what he's talking to the opposing coach about. Make it all about what this program is doing. And to me, I got a little bit annoyed when Coach May is having to answer questions right when the clock hits zero about Elijah Martin's 360 dunk. He's going to handle that. He'll handle that with Martin and say, hey, you know, we don't need that. This is an opportunity for you to grow and get better. We don't need you to do that in that moment. Just dribble the, the ball out and, and handle things and handle them the right way. Coach May will handle that, but that should have been all about FAU and what they did and the fact that that program is going to the Sweet 16. Martin's going to grow. He'll get better from it. Dusty May's going to handle it. Hopefully those guys just got to the locker room and celebrated because what they've done, not just to get to the Sweet 16, but all season long, is so impressive. It's unbelievable. Coach May took the job. He had a vision. He had a plan. And that's why this program is where it is. And they got a chance. They got a chance. It's going to be a tough road <laughs> these next two games. But stranger things have happened. Amen. You look at the parity of college basketball this year. And man, anybody can win this thing. Amen. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I thought. I feel a relief that you like them against Tennessee as well. And I feel um, validated that you agree this is not a Cinderella story. This is a great basketball team and a solid program that's right where they belong. They earn these wins. There's nothing shocking about it. Uh, Matt McCall, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. And I'm sure we all look forward to hearing you next time. You got it, guys. Anytime. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. Matt McCall, college basketball coach, analyst, NBC Sports. Joining us here on Ken LeVick Alive.